0: alicia this is burden of proof how are you good i'm so excited we just finished recording yes. with running scared with coach christine we went on um running scared and talked a little bit about carla Hamolka, and it was so much fun it was i can't wait yes i'm so excited and it's coming out december
1: 19th our favorite month our favorite holiday yes
0: december christmas so excited so um two things before we get into the case today they're both really quick number one apparently last night i instead of just talking in my sleep made noises like a dying victorian ghost child (laughs) that's so specific (laughs) oh yeah nicholas was very clear when he said um you sounded like you were from the 1800s (laughs) so i thought that was kind of cool and that you know, our little creepy listeners would love to know. <laughs> I told him, I said, I don't know what I was dreaming about, but <laughs> apparently I was dying of yellow Maybe fever. Maybe you
1: were dreaming about a Victorian child dying Maybe. of yellow
0: fever. Um, And number two, that this case is a little bit different for us. And I'm not sure if we're going to keep doing them, but I did an unsolved case today. Oh. And I was hopeful to find some like little legal lessons to add in. But I wasn't super successful. So I'm not sure how often we will do unsolved cases again. Yeah, it's kind
1: of tricky. Yeah.
0: But I wanted to give it a shot because I'm fascinated by this case. Okay. It's a good one. There's lots of conspiracy theories. So get your tinfoil hat on. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I forgot it. (laughs) You don't have that with you at all times. You're going to get abducted by aliens. They're going to get you, they're going to probe you. I had to let.
1: Betty borrow
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I can see Betty running around with a tinfoil hat.
1: Uh, we just had a paper hat on her that kind of looks <laughs> in the shape of a like a tinfoil hat the other day. She she was a good girl. She left it on for quite
0: a while. Betty's a golden doodle. Yes. Betty, Betty. Betty. Why Betty? Why do I call her buddy?
1: <laughs> she is oh a buddy. Gosh. She looks like a buddy. If, if she does, were a boy, she would be that would buddy. be a good name for her. But no, she's Betty. She's named after Betty Waite. Yeah. Not as not as smart
0: as Betty White. <laughs> no. This is a golden doodle, so there's nothing behind her eyes. Yeah. She is a goof, but just calliope music playing <laughs> in her head, literally. So today we're talking about the Mary Morris murders. Hmm. Think you know a little bit about this case? Just enough to like be interested. Yeah, you gave me a little tidbit. So And then I
1: am patient. I don't look I don't look anything up. I don't look up pictures as you're talking. (laughs) Sorry.
0: No, it's okay. I can't stand to not know what I'm looking at. I know. So This case is really interesting, so let's get into it. In October of the year 2000, Mary Lou Murder, Mary Lou Murder. (laughs) That's quite a name. (laughs) Mary Lou Morris kissed her husband goodbye and heads off to her job as a loan officer for Chase Bank. She'd worked there for many, many years, and they loved her. Today she needed gas before work, so she headed in that direction as her husband watched her leave. Mary Lou and her husband talked many times throughout the day, which is actually makes a lot of sense because Nicholas and I do that. Like we'll call each other halfway through the day and we won't say much. We'll just be like, Hello, I'm Check alive. Yeah. Work is work. Okay, have a good day. Bye. Like that's all we do, but mm-hmm. it happens a lot. And I've actually seen quite a few people talking about that on TikTok. So I know it's normal.
1: Oh yeah, it's totally normal. I I can't do that because of the nature of my husband's job. He will sometimes reach out to me. Yeah, but I don't bother because he yeah, can't always here. answer. He yeah. So
0: same here. But I thought that was normal. Some people on like the online forums thought that that was weird that they talked like regularly throughout the day, but I thought that that's pretty normal. I
1: think yeah, probably those people are not married or in a serious yeah. relationship think it sounds weird but once you're in it like yeah. it's
0: not and I think it's equally normal not to do it but like I don't know we we do it all yeah. the time Um, talking about that midday check in mm-hmm. so today though he couldn't get a hold of her called a couple times never picked up maybe she was just busy who knows later that day he got a strange call a woman answered the Well, he they called her or he called she called him Somebody called
1: somebody. (laughs) Somebody called somebody.
0: No, a woman calls, uh, his name is Jeff Morris, and said that that she was looking for Mary. And he said, well, no, she's at work, even though he hadn't heard from her, but like he's assuming she's at work. She's supposed to be at work. That woman was actually Mary's supervisor, who was looking for Mary because she had not shown up for work that day. It was really unusual for her to miss work. And so the supervisor called home just to see, like, is she sick or what? Now... A lot of people have a problem with this whole phone interaction. They think it's weird that the supervisor didn't say, well, no, she's not because I haven't seen her all day. That's why I'm calling when her husband said that she was at work. Oh. I don't think that that's weird at all. And let me tell you why. Okay. Okay. I have some insight here. Many, many businesses, the supervisors are told not to inform anyone of their employer's schedule or whereabouts if they're asked. Gotcha. Um, This is a safety measure, especially at hotels. Like people, you don't say who's there, why they're there. It's none of their business. You don't know what they need to know. It's, you know, hotels will have victims of domestic violence staying there. So if somebody says like, oh, is this person staying here? You say no for safety. When I worked, I worked retail through high school meant two of my retail jobs, like big chain stores. Talk about this. Like, If somebody asks you, if a random person calls and says, when is so-and-so working, you do not tell them an answer.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Because you don't know.
1: Especially if they're calling. But even if you're calling looking for your employee, if you don't know their spouse or like you're just calling their home and a guy answers, how does she technically know for sure that that, unless she knows him personally, how does she know that that's actually the husband?
0: Well, yeah, and like, what if, and I'm not saying that this is even a question, but in just throwing out a scenario, what if she had run away from her husband while he thought she was at work? Yeah,
1: exactly. And it's a domestic
0: violence situation, and this person just outs you and says, well, no, she's not here, then he's going to know that she's running. So it's definitely a safety thing. Again, I can't be for sure that this is why her supervisor didn't say that. Right. But that's why I would think, you know, anyway. You never tell anybody anybody else's schedule. It's just not a safe thing. Yeah. Nevertheless, by 5 o'clock, her husband reported Mary missing. Later that day, an ATV writer found her body in her car along a remote section of road only three miles from her house. The car had been badly burned, and the body had been burned so badly that it was unrecognizable. It took dental records for forensic scientists to discover that the body belonged to Mary Lou Morris. They didn't even, they couldn't even tell like what had caused her actual death because of how badly her body had been destroyed. Oh my gosh. And somebody had called about the fire a few hours beforehand, but they just, this is all in the Houston area. So they're just assuming somebody's burning trash or burning leaves and they hadn't investigated it, which is crazy to me. Well, if it was
1: on a remote kind of road in this area I mean even in this area that we live in is is we're kind of in this weird little pocket yeah. of the general area <laughs> where it used to be considered part of the countryish kind yeah. of area of this town and so most of us have yeah, yeah most of us have big fire pits in our yard not the little ones that you buy at the store like off the ground like we have like full on Holes in holes the Holes in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> we burn. Oh, yeah. So to see smoke coming up from somebody's yard, you yeah. don't. and Unless it's like crazy, out of control, like looks like the trees are on fire. Well, and it's don't. October,
0: too, in yeah. Texas, so you don't know. Yeah. But the fact that they didn't like even investigate it was a little strange to me because I know a lot of times they will at least send somebody by to be like, it's what do you do? Look li- yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, you know. That's just not what happened here, and that's why the body had been burned so badly. They couldn't tell if it had been a robbery because the only thing they knew was missing was her wedding ring, but everything else had been burned so badly that they didn't know what it was, much less if it was valuable or not. Yeah. And everybody was so confused, like so lost, because by all accounts, Mary Lou was incredibly well-liked. She was loved. She had many friends, a stable job, and no enemies. Yeah. It made no sense. That's a
1: lot for for just a random yeah. Like, here I picked up this woman and you know, whether she was attacked or mugged or obviously not carjacked, you know.
0: Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, the family had their funeral for their beloved Mary Lou, and three days later her daughter calls the funeral home and asks about whether when she can come pick up her mother's jewelry. Because she assumed that she had been wearing something or her wedding ring. They were looking for something. Well, the person on the phone says, well, you can come pick up the jewelry or her belongings after the body is ready for burial. Well, that's confusing because they had just buried her. They just did the whole funeral thing. Like what? Yeah. If you hadn't put two and two together, there's a second deceased Mary Morris. Uh Uh-oh. Mary McGinnis Morris was also found deceased in her car just three days later along a remote stretch of road. And also, just like Mary Lou, she was only a few miles away from home. They also looked a little similar. They both had dark hair. They were both in their late 30s, early 40s, or mid 40s. Like they were both kind of.
1: Someone really has it out for Mary Morris's.
0: Well, we'll get into it. There are some. Similarities in this case. But there are also quite a few differences. Okay. Mary McGinnis was loved and liked, that's to be sure, especially by her coworkers. Most of her coworkers, anyway. Unlike Mary Lou, though, we do have two suspects. Mary McGinnis was a succe- successful nurse practitioner. She worked for a large incorporation that ran several facilities in their area, and she kind of ran all of them. She was a very busy, successful woman. Wow. She had many friends at work and, like I said, was popular among her coworkers, except for one. There was a new male nurse on the staff that she was having some issues with. One of her friends is quoted as saying, she told me that she was afraid of this person that she worked with. And I said, do you really think he could hurt you? And she said, yes, I do. And I think he could do worse. So that's creepy. A lot of these quotes that I'm reading are from um, Unsolved Mysteries in an episode on the case. And so this okay. is like clips from their interviews. So, later, after that conversation, she stopped by her office to pick up some papers, and she found a note on her desk that shook her to her bones, and it said, death to her. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That's all it said. And I think it was just written on, like, her desk calendar. Death to her.
1: Who's her? Her. It'd be like that. Not death to you? Death to her. Maybe that was part of the... Who knows? To incite more panic yeah am i her or somebody else her am i to kill somebody that day who knows on my calendar
0: i'm busy i had
1: a dentist appointment scheduled
0: (laughs) but now i guess i have to death somebody (laughs) yeah it's on my calendar so after this conversation she goes to her husband mike and tells him everything and he um kind of recalls the situation as quoted here She made a phone call to me on her way home, and I could tell that she was shaken. She got home and asked me if I could provide her with a gun to carry with her for her own protection. She asked me to go over the handling and use of the gun. When we were finished, she asked me to place the gun in her car under the driver's seat. Really formal way of talking, which kind of weirds me out. Yeah. But, you know, fair enough. This is Texas, after all. On one of her days off of work, she went to give her friend a flu shot. Because, you know, them nurses just be sticking each other. (laughs) (laughs) True. <laughs> <laughs> and um after that she said oh i'm just gonna head back to the office and run by the drugstore i've got to pick up some paperwork so a few hours later she called her friend Lori, which is who she had given the shot to in a panic she seemed freaked out by something that she had seen um when she was at the drugstore she saw somebody that gave her the creeps she said i'm just gonna go across the bridge back to where her office was and turn off my computer and sign out of the building, and then I'm just going to go home. Like, this is really weird. Yeah. But we don't know who she saw. She said she saw somebody that gave her the creeps. Now, Lori assumes that it's the coworker. His name is Dwayne Young, and we're going to get into a little bit of what's going on there in just a minute. Yeah. According to Deputy Wayne Coleman of the Harris County Sheriff's Department, 12 minutes after saying goodbye to Lori on the phone, Mary McGinnis Morris made a frantic phone call to 911. About this phone call, he says, quote, "We're not releasing the content of the tape. It covers the attack that happened to Mary, and anyone that's ever heard that tape had just had their blood chill listening to it. It's a very chilling, disturbing call, and that's true. To this day, they have not released the phone call. Wow, you can't find it. The medical examiner's report revealed that Mary was viciously beaten and then shot in the head. Some people thought that this was a suicide." considering that it seemed to have been done with the very gun that was in her car. But the number one thing that actually leads me to believe that this is not a suicide, despite all of the circumstantial evidence around, was that when they found the car, the passenger side door was open. Yeah. So logistically, it doesn't make any sense. initially,
1: you said that she was beaten. Yep. Did she?
0: I don't know. Is this like
1: that Jim Carrey movie when he's, what's that called? Liar, liar? I don't know. And he he can't lie, but he's an attorney. Oh, And so he in the middle of a case, he excuses himself from the courtroom and goes into the restroom and starts beating the crap out of himself to try and get to try and get himself to be able to lie, lie. or to get himself out of the case or something, because if he comes back and he's all beaten yeah. up, they're going to be like, "Uh, OK,
0: <laughs>
1: let's take a break.
0: <laughs> that sounds um, like a good one.
1: Anyway, well, I don't know. It wasn't a great movie, but that's what came to mind. Like, how, how does somebody beat themselves and then shoot? Yes, you can shoot yourself in the head, but how do you beat yourself? Yeah. That's
0: odd. So so some people do think it was a suicide. I'm not one of those people. Because there's a lot of, like, theories with this case because it is unsolved and they never arrested anybody. So yeah. when I say some people, I mean, like, some people on the Internet. Well, yeah, of course. And I think some of the police officers said that they thought it was a suicide.
1: But did she display any reason? It sounds like she was fine other than having problems with this one guy. Well. Uh Uh-oh.
0: We'll get there. (laughs) Hold on. So, clearly the investigators turned to the male nurse. Like I said, his name was Dwayne Young. He claims that he had actually put in his his two weeks over the whole ordeal, and that it was not him who did it. However, some sources say that he actually went kicking and screaming out of the building and made a big scene, and that when he asked to put in his two weeks, they said, well, no, you have to leave now, or that he was fired just outright. Gotcha. He claims that he went peacefully. Dwayne currently is very active on social media, stating that he had nothing to do with Mary's death, but her family thinks differently, especially Lori. They go back and forth online a lot, and it's a lot of accusations. Like to this day? Um, like, or just, you know, right after. Yeah, especially after the Unsolved Mysteries episode came out because Dwayne was offered to be on the show and he turned it down. And he says that that's the reason why they, like, slandered him so much was to say, like, well, you could have come on, but you didn't kind of thing. Mm. Buddy, I think it just looks like you did it. I don't think that he did because there's not evidence linking him to it, but I don't think it had anything to do with you not going on the show. I think it's just because they were saying. Like, this is what happened. What? Wow. Suspect number two is a little closer to home. Mike and Mary were not exactly in a happy marriage. In fact, he thought that Mary may have been having an affair, and he had confronted her about it. And he said that he and the or Mary and the guy that he was he thought was having an affair with her. Yeah. Was they told her no? Nothing inappropriate has occurred. And he said that he didn't think that they were lying. But still, this is kind of where their marriage was at. Gotcha. When detectives tried to speak with him, they were slightly concerned by his behavior, though. Mike told them that he was in a movie with his daughter at the time of Mary's murder. But when he was asked to take a polygraph test, he refused. This makes sense to me because polygraph tests are so hit or miss. And like, if somebody asked me to take one, there's no way I would take one.
1: I wouldn't have a hard time with it. I get nervous just. You're going to get talking. nervous. Yeah. Like anybody would get nervous. So they're going to think, oh, no, if I'm nervous, yeah, I'm not well, going to pass. He has,
0: he has good reasoning. So a lot of people say, well, he was trying to prove that he was innocent. He should have taken it. But he said that he was on anti-anxiety medications and antidepressants at the time. And he wasn't sure that the polygraph test could account for those contingencies. Right. Yeah. So he didn't want to look guilty because he was having to take some medication. And I totally think that that's fair. Yeah. They were also really concerned because he had lawyered up, but he says that he was just taking the advice of some of his friends, um, and I would have lawyered up, too.
1: Well, you're the spouse of a murdered person.
0: Yeah. Get a lawyer. Yeah. And then people are like, but he wasn't at this point a suspect. He was just a witness or like a, like a, somebody they were talking to. Listen. Doesn't matter.
1: We all know in true crime, they always look at the spouse first.
0: Always.
1: Unless there's some kind of blaring, obvious connection to somebody else. Like, they're always going. And as soon as they catch wind that, like, oh, they had problems in their marriage. Oh, yeah. yeah, They're
0: looking at the spouse. Exactly. The other thing and the only thing that was slightly suspicious to me is that there was a life insurance policy. Mm. So, there was a $700,000 life insurance policy on Mary. So we do know that she had quite a bit of money on her head that it seemed like Mike should be receiving if his wife passed away. And by some standards, people considered it a suicide, which means that he would get that money. Yeah. Except that he didn't receive the money. His daughter got it. And she didn't get a full $700,000. She said she got much less than that. Yeah. So. so, so that takes yeah. away motive.
1: Well, at least. At that least that portion. Motive. Yeah.
0: The main theory and the case, the thing that makes this case so interesting is that people think that both Mary Morrises were killed by a hitman. The theory goes that Mike Morris heard wind that his wife was having an affair. And despite confronting her about this, he didn't believe that she was innocent. In order to claim the life insurance policy, he hires a hitman to make it look like Mary had committed suicide. Except that Mary Morris is a common name. And especially in this area, there were more than one. The hitman accidentally got the wrong one at first. You see, Mary Lou Morris, the very first Mary Lou, or Mary Morris that was shot or killed or right. burned in her car because we don't know her cause of death, Right, was missing her wedding ring. And that is a normal thing for hitmen to take and show that they've killed the person. Mm. So perhaps he took the ring back to Mike Morris to prove that she was dead, and he said, That's oh, not her ring. <laughs> that's not her wedding ring. <laughs> So in order to hide his mistake, he burned the car and body so badly that they could never link the two deaths together other than name and appearance and car. Right. Because there was no link of cause of death.
1: So was the wedding ring of the second
0: Mary Morris taken? Do-do-do. I don't know. He then proceeded, in, in theory, in theory, the hitman proceeded to kill Mary McGinnis. The correct Mary Morris. Right. The thing that makes other people think that this is a hit is because Mary McGinnis Morris had a strange call on her phone that would have taken place around two hours after they did de- the determined time of death. It was a call from Mike Morris calling her and it said it had been completed, which means it had gotten picked up and it lasted for about four minutes. Now, he says that this is a mistake on the phone company's part. But others seem to think that this was his way of making sure that the hitman got the right Mary this time.
1: Ooh, that's weird. Yeah,
0: he later says that her phone was at home.
1: So you called it and then picked it up and had a four-minute conversation with yourself?
0: Yeah, and like, if your phone rings, it doesn't ring for four minutes. No. (laughs) It just doesn't. Even if you don't have a voicemail box, it's not going to ring for four minutes.
1: And honestly, let's let's say the conspiracy is true what are you talking to the hitman for
0: four minutes about literally it should be one conversation it's done okay cool like that's not it doesn't make sense did you talk
1: about where are you going for lunch after like you want to meet up like yeah what
0: (laughs) what are you talking about you know i have a panera gift card (laughs) (laughs) like i don't i'll pay you out
1: is this like a really cheap discount hitman no, we'll, I just gotta yeah, take you. We just gotta make dinner plans. I'll take you out for dinner if you kill my wife.
0: Literally. <laughs> It'll be a nice dinner. We'll go to like. Yeah. Outback. Yeah. <laughs> Outback. Who knows, man? So there's other weird stuff. So let's talk about the last bit of weird stuff and then we'll get into like just whatever happened here. We don't know. But we're <laughs> we in, don't know. Yeah. Two months later, Mary Lou, the original Mary Morris, was linked to a calling card that had over $2,000 in charges. He basically, her husband basically received this really large phone bill. And he was like, um, but she's dead. Like, what? So detectives traced the phone card back to a 16-year-old girl in Galveston, Texas, which is about an hour outside of where they were. It was pretty unlikely that the killer was a high schooler. So they were like, well, how did she come across the card? She explained that she found it in a purse that was left in a convenience store parking lot about a month beforehand. The cops returned the purse to Mary's family, but they were confused because this wasn't her purse. But her Uh, calling card was in it. Okay. Not long after that, I said, I'm sorry, I said his name was Jeff. His name is Jay. Jay. Jay started receiving strange phone calls from a mysterious person calling asking for Mary. This happened three times and they never identified themselves and they only stopped calling after he gave them the number to the sheriff's office. He basically said, oh, no, but you can call her here and gave him a number. And he based the the caller said, yeah, right. And hung up the phone and they stopped. Weird. Yeah. Those are the facts as we have them about this case, about both cases. How terrible is that? Yeah.
1: Like, especially if Mary Lou Morris. Had nothing to do with anything. She's just an innocent woman that got killed by the takeout dinner hitman. <laughs>
0: takeout dinner hitman. The outback um, hitman. The hitman. He just hitman. wanted a blooming onion. <laughs>
1: um. And then this poor guy, this poor widower, is getting like having all these weird things happen. You would start to like get paranoid, thinking yeah. like, did my did my wife have this whole second life that I didn't know about? Literally what
0: the heck? Yeah, I don't I don't know what to think because I don't think that the husband had anything to do. I don't think that Mike Morris killed his wife.
1: Yeah. I just
0: don't. And the other thing is that later the daughter, Kate, is seen wearing the missing wedding ring. And they're like, "Well, it she just left it at home. It wasn't ever taken." And oh, some people are like, "Wait, they the daughter thought it, of Mary Lou?" Or Mary the... Lou. Oh. So that mysterious missing wedding ring that they said made it look like a hit they just she found just it at forgot home. To she just forgot to ring. put it on. And everyone was like, but you don't forget to wear your wedding... Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Look at my hand. She's not wearing hers right now. <laughs> I've been wearing the same ring for four years, and the amount of days that I wake up and just forget to put it on... Yeah.
1: All the I, time. I forget mine quite often, because ever since I, w- when I was younger, I would wear it 24-7. I'd wear it in my sleep and everything, but as you age... You know, we got, like, bloating issues. I just have
0: to, like, if I'm aware of it, if I can feel it on my finger, sometimes I have to take it off.
1: Yeah. Sensory. And, like, yeah, yeah. So
0: it. I don't think that that's weird at all. I think that that's really normal.
1: No, I don't. Yeah. And don't honestly, I'm
0: kind of happy that her daughter was able to find her mom's wedding ring and can wear it. Yeah. Because that's one thing. Like, my mom has the most beautiful jewelry. And I told her one day, I was like, what do I have to do to make sure that when you kick it, I get this? And she's like, well, you're my only daughter, so you would get <laughs> so it. You're- gonna get it so that was kind of a stupid question but I think that that's really nice yeah and I just don't I mean you can have all the marital issues you want you're not killing your wife like he just doesn't it doesn't
1: automatically mean that you're
0: yeah so the only other thing about the hitman theory that kind of has some give to me is that Mary McGinnis and Mary Lou Morris were both shot in their car which apparently is pretty similar to most contract kills. Like the mo- the mafia yeah. and the mob are known to shoot people in their car. Yeah. Oh, Maybe they were both mafia. Who knows? I like that theory best. They both were leading double lives as members of the mafia. Maybe Houston, they were Texas. just like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> white women named... I'm assuming they're white. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. The last name of Morris.
0: Yeah. Very... Very white, so Very. <laughs> I don't know why we're going talking about them being white. I don't oh, because they're in the mob. I became, I yeah, don't know. yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about contract killers. <laughs> what are you? I'm sorry. I don't know how we got to that. It's it's because
1: well, you know my husband's Italian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, you can't miss it. I had some jokes in there, but I. He's totally fine with me making jokes about him being Italian, but
0: yeah, a lot of Italians are not okay with the Italian lot, jokes. that's why
1: I'm like, yeah. wait, I'm about to make mob <laughs> Italian mob. Don't do jokes. that. Don't, Don't do that. that. Carry on.
0: Yeah, let's let's just <laughs> Carry on. let's move on. Um, so I tried to do a little bit of research on the legalities of contract killings or murder for hire, but I'm going to be really honest with you. It was boring because it's illegal and it's not that complicated. Like if yeah. you if you hire yeah. somebody to kill somebody, you also get charged. You get charged with conspiracy, of course, and murder for hire. Yes, and then the murderer gets charged with murder. Like it's it's not that complicated. Yeah. So it wasn't that fun, but I did find a little a couple other things. Number one, most contract killers do not do hit full time. <laughs> it's not their full time job. Um, are they plumbers by day? No, not hit normally. By night, it's not so much like snipers on a roof more than it is um people who need drugs and they need drug money. Oh. Or um gang related or like I said mobs or mafia related. Um
1: Yeah, there's probably not too many actual professional hitmen.
0: Yeah, there so, are some, but not many.
1: Well, yeah, just not many because well, especially if you're you're a quote hitman for drug money, you're probably kind of sloppy. Yeah. You're going to get caught pretty quickly. Yeah.
0: It's not, it's mostly side work or like a one time thing based on situation. Yeah. Most of the time.
1: Not the Outback Hitman. No. He's good.
0: Yeah. Like I mentioned before, the way that they were both killed in cars is kind of suspicious. Yeah. The only other thing, like legally, that I kind of thought was cool was like contract killers have the word contract in the name. So if you know me, you know, I love contract law. Like a <laughs> little do? nerd. So the first thing is that that contract that you made with this killer, you're like, "Hey, I'm hiring you to kill somebody. This is a contract. Yes, it's not a contract. It's void because it includes um, murder. It's so illegal. it's yeah. not it's not a legal contract. So imagine with me. Close your eyes at this scenario that I've created for you. Closing my eyes. You hire a hitman. Your podcast partner. It's just not. She's not doing her. She's not pulling her weight. <laughs> you got to kill her.
1: Wait, I got to take out a life insurance policy first. <laughs> first,
0: second. <laughs> You hire a hitman and you pay him $26,000. He decides, no, look at her. She's so fun. She's TikTok famous. I don't want to kill her. And he runs off with the money. Is this like a Snow White thing?
1: Yeah. Like he takes you to the woods. But then he's like...
0: <laughs> yes. And he's, he's like, oh, your big doe eyes. I can't kill you. Oh. <laughs> he runs off with your $26,000. And then, because you are a big dummy. And he brings me a pig heart. <laughs> To prove that he killed you. Yeah. Um, you decide that you're going to sue him for the $26,000 because he didn't <laughs> complete his end of the contract. I'm sorry, I can't. The judge is going to be like, you're stupid. <laughs> That's like the
1: the guy that called 911 because they ate brownies with weed in
0: it. <laughs> Yeah, it just tells on himself. Yes. Yeah. Um, So they're going to be like, the contingency on your contract was murder so no in the eyes of the law you don't have a contract even if the streets say differently (laughs) yeah so if you're stupid enough to say hi i killed this guy to i don't know like kill carol baskins like you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna go to jail for conspiracy yes great example of that by the way (laughs) yes also obviously with this whole crime if you get charged with it like if you you're going to get charged with a crime even if you don't commit it. So if you, even if you don't pull the trigger, you still... You intended it. intent. So yeah. So, and that's the other thing. People who hire contract killers don't do it so that they're like, oh, I just don't have the stomach to kill this person. They do it because they want to create distance. They don't want to be connected. Yeah. So they say, oh, I'll hire you to go do it, and then I'll go to this party and be seen by a bunch of people, and nobody will know it's me. The last thing I'm going to say before we talk about our theories in my opinion is that there's not a lot of information about contract killing in the United States. Interesting. There's not many statistics to be found. The only place that you really can find them for is Australia. They have Mm. a recent study. But I think it's interesting.
1: What are you telling me? I'm saying All the surveys that they do of (laughs) (laughs) criminals who have hired people. People are not admitting that they hired
0: contract killers? I'm saying that my little tinfoil hat brain is saying- that the government doesn't want us to know, follow me, how common <laughs> it actually is because they don't want people to see it as an option. Okay. So we don't have we don't have the numbers. I don't know. Dun, 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 I just thought dun. it was interesting. Yeah. That I literally could not find much. Also, I also found a fun fact that it's off topic, but I thought it was fun. A cold case is considered a cold case if it has it goes over a year without movement or being solved. That's what makes it a cold case. Yes. I just thought that that was interesting. It is.
1: I did happen to know that.
0: Well, not all of us are smart. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just because I love cold cases. True, true. I think that it may have been a combination of everything. I think that maybe Mary Lou was somehow a random kill or a freak accident and that Mary McGinnis was murdered, whether yeah. it be by Dwayne or her husband or a hitman. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's just a coincidence that they happened at the same time. And in similar situations, it just doesn't make sense any other way to me. Like, it just doesn't make any sense that somebody would accidentally kill the wrong person. You're telling me that you didn't show your hitman a picture of your wife. I mean, they look yeah. similar, but not that. I mean, well, they do look, they do look really similar. I kind of, I kind of get it. I'm talking myself into the. Hitman <laughs> theory. That's how, that's how theories, conspiracy <laughs> yeah, theories work is people
1: have like just the slightest doubt and then they, yeah. they talk themselves. Well,
0: wait. But I, I do seriously think that if it had been a hitman, we would have figured that out by now, considering that there were two cases that would yeah. have had some sort of evidence linking. And it's just, I think that it's just a weird coincidence that they both died at the same time. I do think that Mary McGinnis was murdered, but I don't know who did it. My vote is Dwayne, but.
1: But Mary Lou, like that, that's the one that actually boggles my mind. Yeah, like with Mary McGinnis, you think like, well, it very likely was One of these two people that may have hired somebody, even if they didn't do it themselves, they hired somebody. If
0: it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck.
1: Yeah. It's a duck. But if it's not that Mary Lou was mistaken for Mary McGinnis, then why? How? Who? And why so to like light everything on fire? And I don't know. I don't
0: know. I honestly don't know.
1: This is where I turn into a meme of watching unexplained unsolved (laughs) mysteries and the case has yet
0: to be solved. And I go, what? What? You don't know? Yeah. I hate I Honestly, I personally don't like unsolved cases. I just thought that the idea of a hitman was interesting for this case, which is why I did it. I'm okay
1: with unsolved cases if I know up front so I like that you gave the disclaimer that this is going to be yeah. this type of case. Because if I know up front, so that's why, you know, it's comical that yeah. people watch Unsolved Mysteries, a show called Unsolved Mysteries, and then go, what?
0: what? I will be honest with you. I'm definitely one of the people who have done that. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Give me more. Like, I just finished watching just House of the You just forget that that's yeah. what it is. You're just <laughs> like, this is just a true crime. Yeah. Oh, I just, wait, finished, what? well, I do this in all aspects of my life because I just finished watching House of the Dragon and it's the only first season is out. And I'm like, but what do you mean? <laughs> like, I want to know what, what happens yeah. now. Like, what is she going to do next? My dearest, babes, come on. That's tell how, me.
1: That's how I felt. I just finished the second season of The Great, and that's yeah. how I felt at the end of that. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That's wait. not. And of course, my next move is when is season three coming <laughs> yeah, out? Exactly.
0: Well, season, four, season two of House of the Dragon doesn't come out until 2024. Wow. So I'm going to die. But anyway. Yeah. What do, What do you think? How do you think this went down? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I do think it's weird that he said her phone was at home and that both women like left important things like Mary Bittes left her phone. Mary Lou left her wedding ring. Like I can see how both of them would happen. What is the similarities are so weird. What
1: is the timeline again? Remind me. Three days, three three days days.
0: between Mary Lou and Mary McGinnis.
1: I'm gonna go even bigger and say there's some kind of conspiracy where the Mary Morrises of the area. There's some kind of like criminal network (laughs) of Mary (laughs) Mary Morrises, Morrises.
0: and yeah, they didn't pass the Mary Mary Morris initiation something. It's like a it's like a little cult of Mary Morris's and these two they had to pay the price.
1: They went to a conference. They did not pass. Yeah, they they, they had liked, a dinner oh, at
0: the Ritz Carlton and they didn't they didn't
1: But you didn't get in. So you you got to be killed because you know. You know too much. Yeah.
0: Like a sorority gone I'm wrong. I'm going with that. Okay. I'm fine <laughs> with that theory. That makes more sense to me than anything else.
1: I mean, I yeah. <clears throat> I mean, That's wild. let's be
0: honest with you. let's let's be real. In reality, it was either Dwayne or a hitman, which is more likely. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not saying anything. I don't know. I'm just making observations here.
1: Well, I don't think it could be Dwayne directly because he knew he worked with Mary. McGinnis. McGinnis. I knew it was yeah. a nickname. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Mary McGinnis Morris. He worked with her. He's not going to mistake this other.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. Mary. Blue for her... I, that's why I don't think they're connected.
1: So, it either has to be a hitman thing, or they're not connected, and it's total coincidence, or my theory is correct.
0: Hey, the only other thing I will say about the coincidence theory is if you've watched The Staircase, which is the Michael Peterson yes. case, there are... First of all, I still don't know what I think about that case. I still don't know if I think he killed her or if I think it was an accident. I have no idea. Um, But there are two glaring, convincing coincidences in his case. Yes. And so after I finished that whole documentary, I was left with this weird feeling of like sometimes crimes mirror each other and it's this weird poetic like universe thing. And I don't want to spoil it because if you haven't watched The Staircase on Netflix and you like true crime, oh my gosh, go watch it. It's mm-hmm. a great indication of like what the criminal side of defense looks like. But anyway, I'm saying that I think it could be a coincidence because I think sometimes these things just happen where they look really similar and you're it's just weird. And I don't have an explanation for it. No, I agree. And I think that's kind of what we're looking at here. I don't think that they were connected. Um, I do think it's weird. I'll recap the similarities for you one more time. Both were named Mary Morris. Both were killed a f- few miles away from their home. Both were found in their car. Both were missing regular objects that they normally have with them. And they both looked a lot alike. Yeah. They were both white, middle-aged women with dark hair.
1: And killed just a few days apart and, from yeah, each just other. just a few days
0: apart. And if you squint, I can definitely see how they would look very similar.
1: Yeah. Well, I am speechless. Yeah. Because, like I said, I love cold cases. So I love circumstantial cases. Yeah. And that would be a lot of circumstantial evidence Yeah. piling up. But it doesn't necessarily mean that yeah. that's the case. Doesn't mean there's a network of,
0: oh, a I a criminal think network mean, of
1: Mar- Mary Morris is out there. I think there. that
0: makes the most sense. <laughs> well, that's what I have for you today. Well, thanks for sharing. It's I mean, a, it's not know, our usual case, but it's yeah. fun. Well, it was one of those that, like, I got so far into it and then realized, well, this doesn't typically fit the burden of proof mold, but I still think it's interesting enough that our listeners would want to hear it. We got a lot of people yeah. saying that they loved the weird factor of like Carl Tanzler. Yeah, and so I'm I'm thinking that maybe you guys will like this, where it's just kind of a little bit like kooky, and you're trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. so hopefully you enjoy it, even though there's not the burden of proof, signature, legal information, or court breakdown.
1: Yeah. Sometimes we need a break from that. Yeah.
0: This was a good um, a good like in between case to listen to for sure, or to like work on for sure. Nice.
1: Well, thanks for sharing. You're so welcome. Thanks, everyone, for listening.
0: We'll see you next
1: week. See
0: ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at Burden of Proof Pod and email us at burdenofproofpod at gmail.com.